0: Welcome to the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, your weekly dose of accounting and tax tips specific to small business owners. You will be on your way to growing your business and paying the least amount in taxes as legally possible. Here's your host, Mike Jezoshek, CPA. Hello, and welcome back to another episode. Today, we're gonna be talking about a topic related to how is your income taxed? And what we talk about so often in this idea of creating that roadmap to tax minimization, what are those steps that you take to paying the least amount of taxes as legally possible? One step in that roadmap is, is creating an understanding, understanding how taxes work. And now I would never advise every business owner to, to fully understand taxes. That's why we have accountants. That's why you know, we come in and, and help uh, clients in certain areas. But having a basic understanding of how tax works is so key into really paying the least amount of taxes legally possible. It's important for you as a business owner to have that foundation knowledge because that's going to determine much of your plan, your structure. What strategies are you implementing? What are you maybe investing in? And so that's why I wanted to take some time today to talk about different types of income and different types of taxes and how they maybe relate to you. So let's first talk about two types of tax. And these are going to be the two main taxes Then we're going to dive into a little bit more. But they have have what we call our ordinary income tax. And we also have capital gain tax. Ordinary income tax is just exactly that. Just the tax that you pay on the income that you make. And so these are those typical tax brackets that you see being put around where if you're single, you make between this dollar or this dollar, it's taxed at this percentage. Then the next percentage from this dollar to that dollar is taxed at the higher percentage. Those are your ordinary income tax rates. So your ordinary income tax rates are going to depend on a few different things. Are you married? Are you single? Are you a head of household? That, those are going to put you into a different type of table that you're using to determine what your ordinary income tax rate is. And then you're going to look at what your income is. And your income is going to be taxed in multiple different brackets. So the first percentage, of, the first, say, 10, of of tax is going to be taxed at 10%. Then the next amount is going to be that next higher bracket. Once you hit that threshold, then anything over that dollar threshold gets taxed at that higher bracket. So ordinary income tax is just exactly that. What is the taxes that you pay pay on the income that you make? So your ordinary income tax rate. If you are self-employed, you're also going to have self-employment tax. That's if you're set up as a single member LLC, a sole proprietorship, a partnership, You're going to have potentially some self-employment taxes. If you're employed by somebody, if you're a W-2 employee, you're going to be paying Social Security and Medicare, what they call FICA taxes. Those self-employment taxes, FICA taxes, those are over and above your normal income tax rate. So you always pay your normal income tax rate. If you're making $80,000 a year, you pay whatever your normal income tax rate is on that $80,000. Then you're going to pay FICA over and above that. If you're self employed, you might have some self employed taxes and everything from that point. Now, where you do not pay uh, ordinary income taxes in a, is on a capital gain. So, capital gains where you sell an asset. Let's say you have a uh, stock that you bought, and two years later, you want to sell it for a gain, or three years later, you sell it for a gain. You're going to have a capital gain on that stock that you had. Now, when we look at capital gains, you're either in a bracket where it's a 0% tax, a 15% tax, or a 20% tax. And this would replace ordinary income taxes in that situation. And so how does a capital gain work? Basically, we look at assets. So you bought a stock for $100. Two years later, you sell the stock for $300. Your basis in that stock, what you bought it for is $100. You sell it for three. Your capital gain is going to be that difference, the difference between the sale price and your basis in whatever you're selling. That's your capital gain. And it's going to be ta- taxed at those preferred rates of zero, 15 percent or 20 percent versus your regular no- ordinary income tax rate, which would be a higher dollar or a higher percentage amount. So that's ordinary income tax versus capital gain tax. So one thing to talk about on capital gains is that if it's a short-term capital gain, if it's an asset that you've only held for a year or less and you sold, it would be taxed at your ordinary income tax rate. So how capital gains work is from, if you sell an asset that you've held for less than a year, get taxed at ordinary income tax rates. If you sell an asset that you've held for more than one year, it gets taxed at capital gain tax rates. The other thing too is that if you have capital losses, let's take that same example. Let's say you bought a stock for $300, but then sold it for 100 Your difference there, your basis, a difference in basis is a loss of $200. Capital losses can only offset capital gains. So you can't use the capital loss to offset regular ordinary income that you have. Now, there's a small amount that you can take, $3,000 a year, that you can use to offset that. But let's say you have a massive, massive loss on a capital gain. You'd have to use, carry that forward to offset future capital gains. So those are kind of the two different tax rates. Ordinary income tax rate, that's just your typical tax rate. What you're thinking of in different brackets and all that in capital gains, you sell an asset. And then remember that if you are self-employed, if you're a sole proprietorship a single member LLC, you're going to have self-employment taxes. If you're a W-2 employee, you're going to have FICA taxes, Social Security, Medicare, that's over and above your normal income tax rate. So now that we kind of understand, okay, how what type of tax rates are there? What does that look like? Let's start to drill down to different types of income that you can have. There's earned income, there's passive income, and then there's what they call portfolio or investment income. And earned income is going to be stuff that you're active in. This is regular activities that you're in on a day-to-day basis. So think of things like your W-2 job. If you're a business owner, the business that you're running, any income you make from those things you're actively participating in is considered earned income. Earned income is going to be taxed at your ordinary income tax rates, your typical brackets and different brackets that you're in. That's what earned income is taxed at. Now, if you're self employed, again, you're also going to have self employment taxes. If you're W 2, you're going to have FICA taxes over and above that ordinary income tax rate. So earned income is traditionally going to be taxed at the highest rate possible. And so what we always talk about is that most people earn their wealth through earned income once they have their wealth that they've earned through earned income then they're going to look at moving that into passive income or portfolio income or investment income which will then be taxed at potentially lower rates maybe minimizing bica taxes maybe going from an ordinary income tax rate to a capital gain rate at a preferred lower rate whatever it might be so let's talk about the second type of income and this is passive income this is income. What I like to say is think of this as income as you can sit on a beach and earn this income without having to do anything. So this is stuff that you're not active in. It's just churning. It's generating income for you, but you're not participating at all. You're not active in it. You're not doing anything related to that activity. It's just creating income while you sleep. The biggest piece of passive type income that we typically see is going to be rental properties. Yeah, You invest in a rental property. Maybe you have property managers, things like that, and that rental property just kicks out income. It gives you your rent checks, everything else, and kicks out that income throughout the year. You maybe have a business that might have previously been earned income, but now you kind of exit that business. Now you're just like a silent partner. where You don't make any day to day decisions. You're not there. You're not part of the operations. You just collect income from it because it's a business you built, but you no longer active in that business. That business could potentially move from. Earned income into passive income. The beauty about passive income is that it's not subject to FICA. It's not subject to self employment taxes. Now, there is certain types of income that rental properties, for example, that we could move into earned income if you're more active in that type of activity. So just kind of keep that in mind. The one bad thing about passive income is that you can only offset passive losses against passive income. So you can't take a passive loss and offset your earned income with it. We see this most often with real estate properties. Oftentimes you can create a lot of depreciation upfront in a real estate project, which will create losses in that real estate activity. And unless you have a few different uh, specifications, which we talked all about real estate last year that you can check out previous episodes. We're also going to kind of do a summary episode this year. Real estate's a great way to save on taxes, a great strategy to use, but you got to do it the right way if you plan to use real estate losses to offset your earned income. So passive losses can only offset passive income. Now, again, there are some workarounds. You can be a real estate professional. You can be a real estate investor. There are some situations, depending on where your income is, how active you're into it, where you can start to look at, okay, how can we Use losses from passive activities to offset earned income. But just in general, passive losses can only offset passive income. Now let's look at portfolio or investment income. And for this, think of things like interest income that you have, dividends, capital gains. This is all going to be in that kind of portfolio or investment income. And portfolio investment income is traditionally just going to get hit with ordinary income tax rates, no FICA. No social security, no self-employment taxes. Now, of course, if it's capital gain—you're going to hit capital gain tax instead of your ordinary income tax rate. But that's typically how portfolio or investment income is taxed. So let's kind of recap that again. When you make money in the U.S., your money is typically—if it's regular income—is going to be taxed to your ordinary income tax rates. These are those just those traditional brackets that you see that are going to change based on whether you're single, whether you're married filing jointly, uh, head of household, things like that. So that's your ordinary income tax rate. That's the tax rate that you pay on the income that you make. And I want to stop right there to also remind you that when we look at your ordinary income tax rates, a lot of people say, well, if I earn an extra dollar, I'm going to jump into a next tax bracket. So I'm not going to take my raise because I'm just going to jump into that next tax bracket. And the way that the brackets work is that they have a high and a low income amount. So let's say, just use a simple example. Let's say zero to 10,000 is taxed at 10%. Just very simple example. If you jump into 11,000, now it's taxed at 22%. Again, just as an example. In that example, if you jumped into 11,000, 1,000 would be taxed at that higher rate, but zero to 10 is still taxed at whatever rate that bracket is taxed at. So by jumping into another bracket, you're not necessarily, all of your income is not now taxed at that higher rate. It's just the amount that went into that higher rate bracket that's taxed at that higher rate. So I want to make that very clear because there's so much confusion about this. I see this a lot as business owners where have employees that say, hey, I need, I, you know, I don't want to take this raise because it's going to put me in another bracket. And there's just some confusion around that. So if your ordinary income tax rate and then they have something called capital gain tax. Capital gain tax is when you sell a, an asset, that's going to be the tax rate that you pay on that. If it's a short-term sale, held it for less than a year, it's going to actually be taxed your ordinary income tax rate. But if you have held it for more than one year, it's going to be taxed a pref- preferred capital gain tax treatment, which is your 0%, 15%, or 20%, depending on the income that you make. Then also remember that we have FICA taxes, Social Security Medicare, there's self-employment taxes. There's a net investment tax that, that could be applied to. So various other taxes, but those taxes are going to be over and above your ordinary income tax rate. When we look at the different types of income, earned income, this is going to be those things that you're actively participating in, then the everyday activity that you're earning income things. Think of businesses, W-2 income, all that's kind of earned income. That gets taxed at your ordinary income tax rate. Some of it's going to maybe be taxed by self-employment taxes. Some of it might be taxed with FICA taxes, but you're paying a normal income tax rate plus some additional tax, depending on what type of income that is within that earned income category. Then we have passive income. Think of things like real estate, businesses that you're not active in, your silent partners, your limited partners in these businesses. That's going to be considered passive income. Income that comes in, but you don't have to do anything for it outside of maybe that investment that you made for it. Passive income is taxed at your ordinary income tax rate, and a big thing here is passive losses cannot offset uh, ordinary earned income. It can only offset passive income. So passive losses can only offset passive income. Now, when we're talking about real estate, we talk about ways that we can work maybe work around that. How can we get real estate losses to offset W two income, business income? There's strategies around that, and we talked a lot about that previously on the podcast. So if you want to check that out. Definitely go to our real estate series on that. And then we have portfolio or investment income. Think of things like interest, dividends, those types of activities. Traditionally, there's going to be taxed at your ordinary income tax rate. And there might also be some capital gain tax rates when you sell uh, an asset of some sort. So hopefully that was helpful. Again, when we talk about tax planning, the key that we talk about is that we need to think about tax planning with a core understanding of how things work in the tax world. Again, we're not expecting anybody to be an expert in taxes. We're not expecting to know as much as an accountant or a tax accountant or anybody else. We're just saying we want everybody, when they think about tax planning, to at least have a core foundation of knowledge about how taxes work. Because that's going to lead into how you do things. You know, That's going to help you determine what things are you may be investing in. How are you offsetting some of your income here? How are you offsetting some of your income there? And so it plays its important role. And that's why I wanted to do this episode again to give you a refresher about how is your income taxed. Now, last year on the podcast, and in the show notes, I'll include this, we did an episode on ordinary income tax versus capital gain tax. We did an entire episode on earned income, an entire episode on passive income, an entire episode on portfolio or investment income, along with a real estate series. So in the show notes here, I'm going to leave a link to those episodes and those blog posts that we did for them. If you want to dive into this topic a little bit deeper, go into detail, that's going to be a great resource to start out at. Again, this is going to be a summary of how overall is your income tax. But if you want to drill down deeper and say, okay, talk to me more about earned income. Talk to me more about passive income. Check out those episodes we did last year. Again, we'll have links to those in the show notes. So hopefully it was helpful. I wanna thank you for listening to another episode and I will see you next week when we continue this journey of paying the least amount of taxes as legally possible. See you next week. This has been another episode of the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review and share with other business owners. You can find previous episodes and more information at www.taxsavingspodcast.com.